Welcome to Talk World Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. This week on Talk World Radio, we're speaking with Myrna V. Pagan, a longtime activist from Vieques, Puerto Rico, the colony of the colony. She can explain what that means. And she is the founder of the Vidas Viequenses Valen movement, Vieques Lives Matter, established by the people of Vieques to continue their struggle for justice when they, after decades of protests and a campaign of nonviolent civil disobedience, forced the U.S. Navy to close its bombing range and base on May 1st, 2003. The struggle continues now in the cleanup stage of this Superfund site, where for more than 60 years, a trillion pounds of explosives and toxic substances were dropped by the Navy and its NATO allies on Vieques, creating an environmental nightmare and health crisis. Uh, Mirna Pagan, welcome to Talk World Radio. Thank you, David. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing and have been doing for years now. Um, what, why is it a colony of a colony and what is the state of the disaster at the moment? The state of the disaster at the moment, colony, uh, would be Puerto Rico. Colony would be what's going on in Puerto Rico. With uh, We have a... Um, fiscal uh, management, which has been uh, imposed on us for several years now. And uh, that fiscal management kind of um, overruns anything by the Puerto Rico government. And uh, so Puerto Rico must adhere to uh, suggestions, laws, uh, whatever, management by an outer force. And I say colonia de la colonia, colony of the colony, because everything that goes down in Vieques is also now managed by the colony, which has been managed by the empire. Or the, and uh, so we have people sitting in offices in San Juan leading our lives, uh, coming up with their solutions for problems which they do not truly identify with because there are problems. Uh, Vieques is in a very unique situation. We're um, like seven miles, seven to 10 miles, an hour or 45 minutes, whichever, away from Puerto Rico. And uh, we are undergoing an extreme gentrification and land grab here right now, which is very bad on the economic scale, on the cultural scale. But our biggest problem is that since Hurricane Maria, we have been without a hospital. And having been so terribly affected by those 60 years of um, being used as a target 
by the Navy, by NATO, by uh, other allies. We have been living in a health crisis and no hospital to manage that crisis. And I'm talking about higher rates of all of your chronic diseases here on Vieques than on the big island. Now, <clears throat> in order to have any uh, true care, what, what we have now is a converted refuge which is serving as an emergency medical center. And <clears throat> if you happen to need a specialist, if you happen to need an operation, if you're happening to have your baby, none of that can you do here on Vieques. So we would need an excellent transportation system to get us to the big island when necessary. That dependable transportation system does not exist. Our transportation system, which is a ferry system coming from the Eastern end of uh, the uh, big island from Seba is totally undependable and is in the process of being um, just turned over to private enterprise so that there is constant changing of the schedules. Everything is on a day-by-day -day, uh, function and that is systemic and that is a real terrible, terrible problem for the island. So, Maybe we don't have the ferry system. Then could we depend on a medical helicopter? No. And we have had in the not too far past the death of two children. One young, very young boy, one 13 year old child who had to be sent over to the big island for attention. And in the horror of getting things rolling and going and flying in and coming, the kids died. Now this, this is for us, we are a small community by any US standards. This is for us, Unacceptable. How they're the children, the children that are truest concentration within our population dying because of lack of transportation or lack of supplies in the emergency center. So I I'm sure you're getting the picture of great neglect on the part of the central government as far as their little colony over here is concerned. Great suffering for the people. And you have many people moving out. So there's a big drop in our population also. 
Um, and can I ask a, a question that you you talk about a place with a, a Superfund environmental disaster site, no hospital, no good transportation, uh, people moving out. And at the same time, you talk about a land grab and gentrification, which sounds yes. like people moving in. Why in the world are they moving into such a place? Well, the place is a true paradise. <laughs> the place is exquisitely beautiful. I invite you, David, come and enjoy this beauty. Now, what's happening is the old carpetbagger story. People from outside arriving with loads of money, buying up from the locals who are all of a sudden getting an unexpected offer or amount, taking it, and then finding that they can no longer afford to buy another house because we have such an infestation of real estate uh, dealers, sellers, etc., etc., that uh, the prices are outrageous on properties here. So if I sell you my property for what seems like a lot of money, $200,000 for a tiny little house, you give me that. I don't wanna leave, this is home, but I can't find another place at home because it's all shooting up on the, the economic scale. And another thing is the furor of Airbnbs. This is a population of maybe 9,000 now, counting the new people that have come in. And we have more than 500 Airbnbs operating on this island. And uh, so that's a uh, buy up, come in, enter the carpetbagger, buy up two, three houses convert them into Airbnbs. You know, uh, how quickly this population is turning over. How, uh, and I don't know, maybe they, I believe that uh, the majority of our visitors come because of hearsay or seeing some beautiful, uh, a video attraction by the tourism company, et cetera, et cetera, or having family here. You come in. And if you're one of the wealthy, I don't think it bothers you too much because you can afford to charter a flight out or you can afford to leave on your, your yacht but if you're depending on public health service, public transportation on this island, you better have a lot of money because it's not happening. And yet we have had a lot, a big influx of tourists this year. And I have been asked this question so many times as to why do you stay? Uh, what are you doing there? I stay because I love this place. It's it's home. 
it's it's my my family is here. My dreams are here. My dreams have come true here. I have been able to find peace and love and and develop and thrive here by the sea. Leave? No, I'm not going to leave. But then, you know, I'm uh, up in my years and I I don't depend on having a job. Thank God, because I would never be into restaurant services or waiting tables or cleaning people's houses or watching houses because that is what is available yeah. for our youth. So the youth leaves, they go, they train, they get degrees out on the big island or if they're fortunate enough, uh, wherever they choose, but they're not coming back. They're not coming back. Yeah. So the population has changed dramatically. The noise level has changed dramatically. That feeling of uh, being pushed out of home is creeping in and having a very uh, serious effect on us. And um, it also becomes a challenge, which is what it is, a challenge to uh, remake ourselves, a challenge to go beyond the limitations being established and get really creative. So we have uh, a growing and growing, you've got to measure my words on my scale, a growing movement to reestablish fishing for one thing on the island. I have a couple of grandchildren who are very much involved in that, doing uh, free diving, making videos of their dives, selling their fish, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a very satisfying way to live spiritually, and it can be economically very, very good also. We have several youth groups who are doing farming to sell their produce here to uh, improve the diet, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a very, very big problem that comes in then. And that problem is we have no idea about how contaminated our land is. And so, like right now, we are a Superfund site. They believe um, the Navy, I speak of, has announced maybe 20 to 30 more years of the surface cleanup of unexploded ordnance Or after that cleanup is finished, is, uh, the next stage would be to come in and determine by study what the exact condition of the soil, et cetera, is. What kind of time period are we talking about here? 
So people on the island have no faith in the cleanup because for one thing, we have periodically explosions happening which are visible from the sector which is right in the center of the island where the community is located. So we've got fishermen taking pictures of the, the clouds coming up from the open, burning, open detonation of the unexploded ordnance. More contamination on a situation with a crisis in health. More contamination in a place where uh, we are kind of kept in the dark about what exactly is in that cloud of toxins. I'll give you an idea of what's in the cloud. The cloud would carry, what do we carry? We carry. Because of experimentation on the island with non-conventional weapons, in that 60 year, six decade period of bombing that took place here, we would find in our cloud napalm, Agent Orange, depleted uranium, and all of the toxic metals, you know, but these, uh, this depleted uranium is still out there in the hills. And uh, <clears throat> for years and years, it was denied to the population that uranium had ever been used here. And then the Navy admitted that by mistake, <laughs> uranium rained on the impact area. It's, it's not one toxic. It's a cocktail of toxics, and it affects our soil, air, water, health. It's a very serious situation. And you, yes, why would anyone come here? Because it's laid back in its way. It's exquisitely beautiful. It's away from the madding crowd. It is a place where you can still lose yourself or find yourself in contemplation and meditation on a beautiful beach, solo. Uh, I don't want to sell it too much, you know. No. But <laughs> <laughs> you better not. Uh, we're speaking with Mirna Pagan, who is it, we're speaking with Mirna Pagan, who is in Vieques, a colony of Puerto Rico, colony of the United States. And it seems to me that the that the movement that that you were part of and so many people were part of that's that ended the 60 years of bombing Vieques. We need a hurry up and do it right movement until it's done. And we need people in the United States, in Washington, D.C., to be part of that movement, to be 
pushing these. They don't sound like they're in any kind of a hurry uh, to do it. And it doesn't sound like they're doing it right. Open air explosions. Uh, we, we need continued pressure on the U.S. Navy and the U.S. government. Do we not? Yes, we do. Now, the Navy claims that open air, open explosions are the safest way for them to deal with the unexploded ordnance for the workers. That doesn't mean for us, it means for the workers. It also happens to be the cheapest way to do this problem of unexploded ordnance and uh, is not here alone, David. This is going on in bases all across the U.S. of A. also. And uh, that is why we have linked up, I say we, uh, Vida Fiacenses Valen have linked up with the ceasefire campaign, which is devoted to this, keeping the pressure going, to get informed, et cetera, et cetera, and to stop the open burning, to ban open burning. Now, how can this keep happening? EPA is in charge. Environmental Protection Agency is in charge of the cleanup. And they know what happens with the unexploded ordinance. And yet they keep giving permits out to the so that they can continue doing what they're doing. I, it's, a, it's an enormous problem. And we're not ready to give up, certainly, because it is, I mean, it affects every part of our life. So a movement we have had, um, we talk a lot about the uh, open burning, open detonation. What's the alternative? There are many alternatives available commercially, but they cost money. So, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez came on to give us a hand, and she got, <clears throat> got us into a defense spending bill, which designated $10 million for Vieques to have a detonation chamber. Well, the detonation chamber that arrived for our $10 million purchased by the Navy is approved for 10 pounds of TNT in a burning. 10 pounds? There were trillions of pounds of bombs and explosives falling on this island. And you're going to give us a little detonation chamber that I could go with my car to do cleanup? I, it's obscene. It's obscene. And it's what we've got. So how do we set the fire going beneath a very big, wonderful movement to at least 
stop the OBOD here. It's going to be a battle because uh, getting that chamber, that little 10 pound burner there, was like an odyssey, you know? And finally it came, and here is this joke. And uh, they just don't want to spend the money, David. They want to spend the money on more defense. Where are we? We lead the world by eight times as much defense spending. Isn't it that it is? Is that not it? Something like oh, of course, except for the, <laughs> except that it's the wrong word. There's nothing defensive about it. But the priority yeah. is indeed getting more bombs to Yemen and Ukraine and other places yes. over cleaning yes. up the bombs in Vieques. Uh, Mirna Pagan, we have about three minutes left. Uh, what can be done, and would it make any difference if Puerto oh, Rico? My were independent or if it were an actual state? Uh, is there anything structurally there that would make any difference? David, uh, can I be just honest? Me, Please. personal person here. Uh, solita, yo hablo. With the chaos that is going on in the United States, with violence, with armed citizenship, armed with war arms, battle arms, not a little gun in your pocket to stave off, a, you know, a holdup or something. I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to be part of it. I, I thank circumstances. I thank the universe. I thank life for putting me where I am. And uh, I don't want to become a state. Now, that's, you know, very ideal, maybe very naive financially. I don't know, but I'm not really a political person. Uh, I just wish the United States, great blessings from above and from uh, the sources of uh, endurance, sources of creation to carry on, etc. The U.S. needs great blessings at this time, David. You know, I pray for that. I pray for us. I pray for you and for me and everybody I could think of, you know. And then I step into the sea, which is right in front of my house. I'm reborn. I, I'm energized. I'm calmed. I'm serene. And when I step off this island to go and talk about Vieques, I can present the picture of the terrible neglect that has taken place as far as this island is concerned. But I feel that what I bring when I leave here is hopefully a sense of hope, a sense of peace, a sense of love and compassion. And uh, 
Does that answer your question? That answers millions of questions. I got millions more, but we're out of time. We've been speaking okay. with Mirna Pagan from Vieques, uh, from Puerto Rico, from Vidas Viequenses Balen, Vieques Lives Matter. Mirna, thank you very, very much for coming on Talk World Radio. It's an honor to be with you. I wish you the best Thank you. This is Talk World Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. Read or listen to today's Peace Almanac entry at peacealmanac.org. All past shows can be heard at talkworldradio.org. Talk World Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way.